Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 93, where we're discussing Dead is Dead, from season 5 of Lost. Where did John go? He said he has something to do. Did he say what it was? No, I didn't ask. Jack must have lied. Excuse me? About Locke being dead. I don't know why he would, but that's the only explanation. Jack didn't lie. John was dead. Just because he was in a coffin doesn't mean that he couldn't have fainted. his Trust de- me, I'm sure. So you knew this would happen to Locke if we brought him back here? Son, I had no idea it would happen. I've seen this island do miraculous things. I've seen it heal the sick, but never once has it done anything like this. Dead is dead. You don't get to come back from that. Not even here. So the fact that John Locke is walking around this island scares the living hell out of me. You may want to go inside. Why? Because what's about to come out of that jungle is something I can't control. luck it hasn't shown up yet last time we didn't have to wait this long it's not a train john it doesn't run on a schedule well if it's not going to come to us then i suppose we'll have to go to it it doesn't work that way i only know how to summon it i don't know where it actually is i do weird for me too excuse me I realize how strange this all is me here but I assure you son I'm the same man I've always been hello everyone and welcome to episode 93 of the lost mystery podcast with Anton and Evan I'm Evan and I'm Anton and today we're discussing dead is dead Um, probably the episode that stands out to me as like the first episode where I could tell we were getting to the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, they really started to pull out the stops and start to give some information. But what'd you think of the episode overall? I I liked the episode. I got to see John Locke, which I'm always a big fan of. Yeah. Uh So that was, that was nice. And uh, I, I also, uh, like you said, there's a lot of things that were starting to, kind of come together and uh, mm-hmm. you kind of get to see the end in, in sight for at least this season. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of my favorites just because of um, a couple of small little lock things and uh, the whole Ben issue and um, you know, the events that unfold that we'll discuss here in a moment. Right. 
So the first section I've got here is in the past. You know, I didn't, wasn't really sure what the time frame was, um, but <clears throat> we see uh, Charles Widmore arrive at the other's camp, and he's asking Richard, you know, basically why he's taken Ben into their temple. Right. And, uh, ben, or Richard says that Jacob wanted it done, and this seems to, you know, make, uh, what's his name, Charles happy. Um, he says the island chooses who the island chooses. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's almost like at this point, Richard is saying that Ben is their leader. Almost right. like Ben has been chosen to be their leader. Yeah. Yeah. I, I It kind of was is interesting that that scene was because I, I couldn't really tell if if he had some kind of like inside like information that this was, you know, Ben was his leader or like mm-hmm. he was just kind of saying it almost seemed like one of those things where he was using the whole Jacob thing as right. like his power, you know, like right. well, Jacob said it. So there's no question, you know, I, I, and I couldn't right. really tell if maybe that was just a, some kind of front or if that was, ac- you know, the actual case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like Ben would do and he would just use it as leverage to try to force his own right. ideas through on everybody else. Yep. So uh, he goes in to see Ben, uh, Widmore does, and he tells him that he was injured, but now he's among friends. Mm -hmm. Um, He says that they're going to send Ben back to the Dharma Initiative, but just because he's living with them doesn't mean he's not one of the others. So this tells me something, of course, about Widmore. One is that he was totally um, happy to be doing whatever it was Jacob said they needed to be doing. Right. Because he went from saying, you know, why the heck did you save this kid? You should have let him die to, you know, you're one of us and right. you're among friends. You know, yep, you know? definitely. Yep. And yeah, I never was, really got the sense that Widmore was that kind of guy, you know, that he really um, was the Jacob fearing kind of guy. It almost seemed more like he had his other ulterior motives. Right. Yeah, well, you know, it just like I said, it just kind of, I don't know if this Jacob guy is just a mystery to all of them. It's something that they respect without knowing, mm-hmm. or if there's been some kind of experience with him or it that has mm-hmm. caused them to be really, you know, uh, respectful or at least acknowledge his ability and power, you know. Right, right. So later we see an older Ben with Ethan on the beach. And uh, he's just about to go and steal, you know, Alex. So in my mind, this cleared something up. It means that Ethan is either part of the others too, or, or, well, I guess I don't understand what the other option is here. Otherwise, why would Ben have allowed him to come with him to carry out these orders from the others? Right. Yeah, that was kind of a weird scene for me. It was almost like Ben was hanging out with a friend. Right. You know, it's like, you know, shh. You know, you want me to go do it? And I was like, obviously, they're definitely not trying to make these two seem like they're the same age. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's so. like Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn together. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> After know, their old it, antics, yeah. It was yeah, definitely, that is odd. Really. Yeah, it was a little, just a little that. weird. I mean, I haven't got any kind of information to believe. Like, like I don't understand <laughs> why he would really, they'd be, like, even the parents would be like, they'd be like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Go hang out with the old man as much uh-huh. as you want, you know. Yeah. An older man, I guess he went old, old, but yeah, it's it's hilarious to think about the lost creators like deciding instead of using like a child, a child <laughs> yeah. actor to play that role, like going ahead and using the you know the the Ben guy, 
right. uh, Michael Emerson and making him making us try to believe that he's actually playing a you know a twelve year old kid. Yeah, <laughs> like we're gonna buy that. If yeah, if, if that was the case, it's a huge stretch, and I'm just not going there with them that one. <laughs> yeah, but, so there has to be but, another explanation in my in my opinion. There has to be some kind right. of I had to I had to see where it's like you know something's happened to either Ethan's parents or mm-hmm. or there is uh, Ethan's parents are like hey you know we want we want you to hang out with uh, our son because we want him to learn you know survival skills in the wilderness you know <laughs> you know something right. you know it's got to be some kind of explanation because yeah. it was a little strange and, for me. Now one interesting thought though is that. Of course, we know that eventually the Dharma Initiative is wiped out by Ben sure. and the others. Maybe this is after that. Yeah, maybe it definitely could be. Everybody was killed, and for whatever reason, Ethan wasn't, and he was just kind of left behind with them. Yeah, no, that actually makes total sense, and probably is where I'm leaning at this point because. Right. But I want to know why Ethan was spared, and and those types of things. Well, we definitely see, of course, you know, here in a minute that Ben is very compassionate. Oh yeah, you know, definitely. And uh, maybe this is another one of those cases where he refused to kill Ethan because he was right. just a little kid, or yeah. you know, he maybe even was even younger when the whole purge happened. Sure, but it complicates things later in life whenever he sends him to go, you know, among the, the people that crash, crash there, and you know, Ethan right. obviously dies. Right. Now, one thing that stood out to me in that scene is where. You know, Ethan's like, you know, Ben seems kind of reluctant to carry through with the plans. Yeah. Which we assume Ethan knows because he says, I can do it. Right. And and it's like, we talked about this early on, about how Ethan kind of has this evil side to him. Sure, definitely. He has this ability, We you know, we find out later that Ben was supposed to kill both mm-hmm. Alex and Danielle. So Ben's, or Ethan's basically saying, you know, if you can't do it, let me do it. And he's like this kid, you know. So there's a real evil side to him. Oh yeah, I definitely, think. definitely, yeah. Because yeah, he was, even, like you said, even as a kid, he was just willing to take, you know, a woman's life. I'm mm-hmm. not sure that they even one knew that there was a baby involved, but still, right, right. But um, yeah. Either way, I thought that scene was cool because it seemed like it was nothing. It was unimportant, but I thought that it really actually gave us a lot of information. Yeah that um, I wasn't expecting to get so right. early on. Yeah, definitely. So, of course, you know, Ben goes up to the tent and he uh, he takes Alex and tells Danielle if she wants her baby to live, every time she hears whispers, she must run the other way. Yeah. Does that tell us anything about the whispers or is it just adding more mystery to an already existing mystery? I mean, to me, it, I guess what I got from it was, was the indication that the that the others were closed or something like that um mm-hmm. and i mean just that they were they are you know close by or whatever but i i think there's probably got to be more to it than that but but uh i just assumed that he thought well since i didn't kill her somebody will you know so every time you hear those whispers know that you're in danger run you yeah. know right but i mean to me i mean there's probably definitely more to it than that so. Now, but what's interesting to me is the framing of the whole question. He's just taken her baby and he says, if you ever, if you want to make sure your baby stays alive, we'll see what they say here. Mm. Um, there's something to the effect of if you ever want to see your baby again or. Right. Uh, if she, oh, if she wants her baby to live. Exactly. That's what was every lived, time, yeah. Every time she hears the whispers, she must run away. So how does Danielle running away from the whispers 
keep the baby from dying. Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know. That's a good point. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I may just be missing it, but I don't see it. I yeah, I don't either. I mean, I I make no sense of it. But it's like they tried to give us some information, but they stopped short of actually giving us a nugget that we can right. make some sense out of. Yeah. But yeah, oh well. I don't get it. Yeah, we'll move on for now then. Okay. So uh, Ben arrives back at the others' camp, and Widmore asks him if you know if they carried out the plan. And Ben says they had a complication, and we find out that his orders were to kill Danielle, of course. And it turns out that you know Ben kept Alex out of compassion, and rather than killing it, you know the baby and Danielle both. Mm-hmm. He asks if killing the baby is what Jacob wants, and this is what gave me the hint that. Um, almost like Widmore was starting to go the other direction. Like yeah. at one point when Ben was younger, Widmore would listen to what Jacob said. Right. And then later he kind of developed an attitude of not really caring. He was more sure. concerned about his will. Right. Yeah. Just doing his own thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's see. Later Ben goes to see Charles Widmore, who's being removed from the island uh, with his hands tied and he's getting ready to get onto the sub. And Ben says, you know, he brought this all on himself. He says that the uh, he left the island regularly. He had a daughter with an outsider. He says you broke the rules. Charles mm-hmm. says he hopes he hopes Ben is right about the island not wanting Alex to be dead because if he's wrong, she'll be dead and he'll be the one being banished from the island. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really interesting in light of what we found out later. You right. know, is yeah. I mean, I mean, well, actually, earlier, but it was later in life. But uh-huh. it does seem like what Woodmore had said is true, right? You know, um, because I mean, he was kind of banished from the island, wasn't able to come back, but he does. But, um, but and Alex was killed, and so was Danielle. But you know? here's the thing, though: is Widmore was the reason that Kimi and all of his men were on the island in the first place. But so in a in a way guess, it comes it comes yeah, back. Around, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say the I I guess what I look at is that whatever whatever's supposed to happen is gonna happen, you know. So mm-hmm. I kind of I see it as it's kind of course correcting. It may have taken some years, but they still are both dead. You know, I mean, okay. Alex was never supposed to be you know alive on the island for a because it seems like these people for whatever reason um, aren't you know progressing in years too awfully much the others mm-hmm. and things like that so you know it, you would think if if Dan, or danielle and and uh, well i guess danielle was progressing in years so it's just the others that doesn't yeah. seem to be affected by age but i don't know you it just seemed kind of kind of seemed like it made sense that oh wow i guess Woodmore was a little bit right on what he was saying you know okay i guess i took it more to, of widmore was upset that he had been banished and basically replaced by Ben. And, you know, in in the process of sending Kimi and this boat full of guys to the island, you know, he may have passed along the information, you know, look, if you can get your hand on Ben's daughter, uh, right. you know, do me a favor kind of thing. Right, and true. just to prove a point. Yeah, um, yeah, it's true. Because, but I guess it's kind of hard to tell because we've seen little bits of information about Widmore in both directions. Um, right. About sometimes it's kind of good. Sometimes it's kind of, eh, you know, he's kind of shady. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I definitely. I mean, once again, it's the whole Ben Woodmore mystery. I don't know which one is is good or either if either one of them are. I mean, yeah, these exactly. could be two madmen just fighting for control that neither one of them are supposed to have. Is kind of what I assume both of their positions are. You right, know. and there's and there's still a lot of question um, in my mind about the others and oh, if they're yeah. good or if they're bad. And, Definitely. you know, if, if both of these guys were leaders of the others, maybe neither one of them is good at all. Maybe right. they're both just totally evil to the core. Yeah. Yeah, but it kind of, to me, it kind of points at, like, what kind of leaders are these others picking anyways? I mean, mm-hmm. first kind of would more, in a sense, seem like kind of a leader. Then Ben, uh, I wonder if John Locke's some kind of, like, crazy person too or you know or is he the savior to their group <laughs> you know the but it yeah. seems like they've had a, kind of a bad run at leaders yeah no doubt but yeah i mean it's um what's really cool about that whole thing is finally getting at least in my mind a very clear understanding of charles widmore's connection to that island right yeah. and you know exactly when he was there, why he's been gone, why he was trying to find it again. This episode does a lot to clear all of that up. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it definitely does. I mean, you get a lot. You get a real good indication of, of what's going on there, that's for sure. Right. Um, I mean, with with uh, because before, I, I, I didn't... I mean, I, I found we always knew Woodmore was on the island. We knew this and knew that. But it's like, now you understand why he was asked, you know... Uh, it basically got out of control was, you know, just, and it, it, it seemed like, it seemed like he was bucking for power even above Jacob, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. and so you kind of see it unraveling for him. Uh, but yet it doesn't get really clear up in my mind between Ben and Lin- Winmore what's going on here. Other than my own conclusion at this point is like I said, is that they're both crazy. Yeah. Right. So uh, the next section I have is um, basically just called Before They Went Back to the Island. It's basically just before they went back. Right. Uh, we see Ben calling Widmore on the phone, and we get you know, a clear statement from Widmore that he's been trying to go back to the island for 20 years, I mm-hmm. guess since he was banished. Since, he, since the day he was banished, he's been trying to get back there. And uh, therefore, it's not going to let Ben come back to the island either. Right. And Ben's talking to him on the phone and says he's leaving just as soon as he kills his daughter. And he goes to their boat, but Desmond confronts him and ends up getting shot. And Penny comes to his aid and uh, Ben introduces himself. Before he he can go through with killing her, Charlie comes out of the, the boat and catches Ben off guard. Again, we see some real compassion from Ben. Yeah. And uh, he puts the gun down, but that doesn't stop Desmond, of course, from attacking him and <laughs> with a vengeance. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. It was uh, it was actually a real, like you said, it was in one of the scenes my wife and I actually got down uh, and or as, we were, as, 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 as we got down to this point to watch it, it was like, I, you kind of think, I even told Natalie, I said, I said, you know, I said, it makes you think that he's not like a horrible person, you know? Right. Like he's, he's actually got compassion. He actually, you know, is doing the right thing. And, um, but obviously, like you said, Desmond tears his face off, which probably rightfully so. I mean, the fact that the guy was even considering killing his wife, but you know, it's like, I don't know. It just, it kind of, it messes with my head so much just to think that, okay, I know it has to do, it seems like with kids, 
You know, he has this, mm-hmm. this it seems like he has a soft spot for kids for sure. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I don't know that, I don't know that there's anything else that's, that's soft about him, but that, that definitely seems to be his part where he right. can't, you know, he, he has at least a little <laughs> bit of like sense. Yeah, my thinking on Ben right now is is definitely that, like he does do take things to the extremes, mm-hmm. and obviously, like everything he's doing right now is motivated by I think true love for Alex. Yeah, that's um, true. It's yeah. like he is like so torn up about allowing that to happen. Of course, right. we see that more later in the episode mm-hmm. that he does, you know, is about to carry out this plan to kill Penny just to get back at Charles for killing his daughter. Right. And um and it's it's like yeah, he's taking it to the extreme by trying to kill Penny in the first place, but his motivation and his kind of weird little mind is good. He thinks that there's there's nothing wrong with it for some reason. Yeah. And it, I, and the kid's soft spot stuff makes perfect sense just because yeah. of what we've seen from his earlier life, you know, him right. being on the island with his dad who just totally despised him and and didn't pay much attention to him and Mhm. And it just, it's natural. He wants to treat these kids that he runs into differently than than how he was treated. Yeah. Yeah. But from someone that just seems so like bad at times, it's kind of hard to, you know, it's kind of like, man, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know that he's got definitely two personalities that's, that's coming through. Yeah. uh, But I mean, obviously like, like we talked about, I mean, it's, it's, it's a side of Ben that, you hope that he turns into B, you know, like you're really, okay, this is actually who he can be. Certain events has made him the other way, but this is who he really is. Right. And I, I think that also speaks a lot to the whole scene where, you know, Kate and Sawyer give Ben up and give him to Richard Alpert and Richard Alpert's like, you know, his innocence will be lost. Right. Um, He will be, he will always be one of us. It's like Mm -hmm. the really evil conniving, you know, manipulative part of Ben is a result of becoming another. Right. And the real the soft spot the, the the soft part of him that's really compassionate is Ben. Right. It's the yeah. it's the part that still remains from before he was kind of turned. Yeah, exactly. Which, because you see in Ben as a child before uh-huh. he was, you know, given to the others, and he does seem really, you know, nice and and right. just like an innocent kid where, you know, and he was, you really felt bad for him because of the way his dad was. And, you know, he wasn't evil or anything like that. He wasn't just mm-hmm. this little um, weird kid that was always, you know, mean and things like that. He was actually right. really good. So I, I think you're right. I think that that something, something happened there, but I do believe there's still the real Ben in there. And, and yeah. I would like to think that that Ben would be the one that comes to be the Ben that we end the show with. You know, yeah. yeah, that would be really great to take him from the manipulative Ben that we've known all along and have him somehow turn back or become, you know, more of the 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 real Ben, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. regain some of that innocence in some way. Yeah. So my next section is kind of in the present time. Okay. Uh, Ben wakes up to see Locke, you know, standing right there, you know, next to his bed. And he's amazed that Locke is alive. And Ben says that he knew this would happen. But Locke asks why he was so surprised to see him. And Ben says, it's one thing to believe it. It's another thing to see it. And uh, he says he came back to the island to answer for what he's done to be judged. 
and Locke asks, you know, who he's going to be judged by. And Ben says, they don't have a word for it, but I believe you call it the monster. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it was it was definitely been like to have the answer about John being alive, but also because it's one of the scenes where it's well played. Either way, either, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> either he is sincere and he is surprised mm-hmm. to see you know, that Locke's alive and that he was planning, hoping that he would be alive, or that it, it works because, you know, if he's dead, who cares? But if he's alive, it's a, it's a great a great escape, you know? Um, right. Yeah. But with this whole smoke monster thing, um, it was really, really cool to hear that because we had talked about it so much about being security and how it seems like it, you know, back even before with a long time ago, we talked about what kind of scan people and show people things about themselves and Uh and things like that. And, and the fact that this is some type of like judging system for even them um, is really, really interesting. I mean, really interesting. I was, I was so excited that, that's what was go- he was going to have to face. Yeah, that's huge because, I mean, it was season two back when we were talking about all that stuff. And right. it's like now, if we finally, three three seasons later, we get a definitive bit of information about the smoke monster. Right. At least one of its purposes is to offer judgment. Yep. You know, either to the others or anybody, I'm not sure, but it's that's one of its purposes. Yep. Yeah, it's really it's really cool, uh, and obviously the later scenes are amazing as well with it. Yeah. So on the beach, Elena and some others are kind of loading up this huge crate onto a boat, and she says it's just some stuff that they need to get moved. And uh, Ben comes and offers to help, but they send him off, and they're not really interested. Caesar asks him what he makes of Locke, and he tells Ben that Locke watched over him while he was out, you know, on the in the hospital or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he was all, or Ben says that he doesn't remember seeing him on the island. He kind of starts to plant on the, some, you mean on, on, on the, the plane, plane. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ben starts to kind of plant some fear in Caesar's mind, saying that mm-hmm. he doesn't remember him being on the plane. And maybe he was already on the island when they crashed. Um which this kind of struck a chord with me. It's hard to put into words, but or Ben in some way is creating this situation very similar to what, you know, Ana Lucia and all the tail section people experienced when they crashed on that island. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely was. He was, he was definitely, um, to me, w- was setting up what Walt had envisioned. That's exactly what I thought of. You know, these people surrounding him, you know, wanting to kill him. You know, uh-huh. I thought, oh, my gosh, this is exactly what this is what happened. It's all Ben's fault, you know, right. um, because obviously he's had experience with this before. Right. And, um, you know, Caesar makes the comment that Locke had told him that Ben killed him. And um, and I think I kind of think Ben takes that opportunity to try and curry some favor in his direction because mm-hmm. because later on he does something else that really confused me but now thinking back on it he's just doing this to to try and negate the whole idea of him killing john in yeah. caesar's eyes right um yeah and uh caesar shows him a gun and says he's got ben's back yeah so uh 
Ben goes then goes to the office. We've seen a couple of times this season, which which really is freaking me out because I don't ever remember seeing that office before. No, I and don't it's either. like all of a sudden they just they've shown it like three or four times this season, and people are always either sitting in there or going through stuff or something. And th- does it strike you as odd at all? Yeah, it did because there's, there's a lot of emphasis on it right now and, and none in the past. Right. You know, so I'm wondering if like we might see Ben in this office in an episode to come, you know, or, or this, I, I don't know. It just, it just, it seems a little, I mean, it's not on the main island where their, where their but camp the was. Right. You know, so he has an yeah. office on this side, huh. which is weird. And plus, you know, they make an, a reference in this episode to that being Ben's office. And, you know, Ben has his office in his house. It was kind of a secret office, but this right. is something different. Or, But yeah, there's just all this talk and all of these different scenes taking place in this office that we've never seen or have mm-hmm. reference to before. Yep. And it may be more of a technical thing where they, you know, had to build a new set and, you know, for some scenes and... They're just trying to pass it off as something that's always been there. But it's really kind of disorienting to me. Yeah, it is for me as well. Especially before, whenever we saw Caesar in there the first time. Yeah. You know, kind of digging around and looking for stuff. And it's like, where in the heck are they? They're somewhere we've never seen on this island before, which yeah. is just totally throws me off. Yeah, me too. It wouldn't have made more sense for them to find something that we already had seen, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And it, it might also be this, this might be more of a technical thing, but the fact that we've never seen the outside of the building where this office is located, it's like we always cut straight to an interior shot of the building rather than first seeing the outside to kind of establish a location. Right. And then another shot of showing us, you know, the room they're at inside but, of that location. What's, but, but even Locke makes like a, a reference to to it in this scene he's like i never pictured you as an off like a mm-hmm. something like an office guy or desk and desk guy or something like that but that makes right. i mean that makes total sense to what we're saying it's like i've never seen where you know ben had to go in and do his accounting for the others or for the dharma yeah. group you know it's like it really seems weird that he would have this office i mean like i in my mind he has no purpose for an office you know what just occurred to me um we talked briefly about this before, and I think one of our forum comments alludes to this as well, about how, you know, when Lapidus and Son got to the barracks, it still it looked like it, the last time it was used was by the Dharma Initiative, right. even though we know that Ben and the others had been there using it for, you know, who knows how long. Right. Um, it, it's almost like it's something related to that. And I honestly don't know, honestly. But it's, well, it, it, some it things be. are making sense. Well, I mean, like like you said, I mean, we talked about this in the pre, uh, a couple episodes ago about that being like like the purge never happened almost, mm-hmm. you know? Right. You know, and it's like if the purge never did happen for whatever reason, then, you know, maybe Ben did have an office over there. You know, maybe this was mm-hmm. what would happen. I, I don't know. It almost seems like... I don't know. I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of wondering if there's going to be some changing. But we, we, what we found out in the past, it's not supposed to be able to change. But it, it does yeah. allude to that with these pictures and with this place set up the way it is. And I don't right. know. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to. We'll just save it. I mean, until we have all the information that sure. the season has to offer, and we can kind of revisit it. But there's something weird going on with both the barracks, um, 
having no sign of the others ever, ever having been there. And yeah. now this talk about this office of Ben's that we've never had mentioned to before. Right. So, of course, we find out it was Ben's old office, and Locke says he wants to talk about the fact that Ben killed him. And mm-hmm. Ben says it was the only way to get him back to the island. And since Locke failed to convince everyone, Ben decided that the best way to bring them all together was to, and get them back to the island, was to kill Locke and yeah. do it through Locke's death. And Locke says he was just hoping for an apology. Right. He says uh, he's decided to help Ben be judged. And if everything he's done has been in the best interest of the island, then he's sure the monster will understand. He and Ben are about to leave uh, the beach when Caesar gives him a little resistance, you know, because of Ben's previous suggestions. And uh, Locke refuses to give in and says that they're leaving. And then Caesar goes for his gun. And Ben says, you know, looking for this and blows Caesar away and uh, says, consider that my apology. Now, this is the part that confused me. He spent right. that that whole scene before kind of putting doubt in Caesar's mind about Locke. And then yeah. now uh, at the moment that that seed starts to bear some fruit and actually gets Caesar to do something um, in Ben's favor, Ben blows him away. So why did he waste the time doing that if yeah, he was just going to turn around and shoot the guy? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And then the fact that whenever Caesar asked Ben, do you want, you know, do you want, you're going to go with him? He's not like, he says, it's not like I had a choice. You know, it's yeah. like he was setting so it up still for a conflict. You exactly. Know? Even right before he shoots him, he's still setting it up to look like Locke is forcing him to do something therefore making Locke look even more shady. Yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't get that. I didn't know if, if he's, I don't know. It's like maybe he still has some kind of like, or had some kind of master plan of like, well, if I can get, if I can get them to believe that Locke made me do this evil act or whatever, then at least, then then maybe, you know, then they'll, they'll, they'll want to kill Locke, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was, I don't know. I was just, I was very confused about that. I really was. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to make sense out of it. I mean, because if he did it, um, if he had truly done it to kind of make amends with Locke, then he never would have, uh, he wouldn't have said, you know, well, I didn't really have a choice, you know, at like two seconds before he shot the guy. Right, exactly. That's what I, that's what I didn't get. Man. Yeah, I would love to have some feedback on that. Um from anyone out there in the, in the forums or voicemails or whatever. Um, if you have any clue, even if it was Ben trying to manipulate something in his favor and decided at the last minute that that would be the best solution or something, I I'm just not catching it at all. Yeah, me neither. So they arrive at the other Island and notice that someone else has already docked there. And Ben tells him that it's son and Lapidus. Uh, Ben says they're going to his old house because it's the only place he can summon the monster. He says once it arrives, he'll either be forgiven or he won't. Just then a light comes on in Alex's old room and Locke tells Ben to check it out. He goes inside and finds son Lapidus in there waiting. Um, They show Ben the photo of Jack and all the others in the Dharma Initiative. And Ben was clearly surprised. It, It did not seem that he was expecting that at all. And, you know uh, what? It's okay. it's, it, no, it's, it, to me, it kind of was like the whole Ben thing. Like, well, of course I didn't know. But 
to me, mm-hmm. ah, I'm going back to the whole <laughs> time travel thing here, but to me, he does know. Right. You know, and it was just a, a just a, thro- a throw off. Right. And now, see, yeah, I guess I didn't get any sense that he knew about it or knew anything. I mean, he- I just got, I mean, I just got the whole feeling like whenever, whenever um, Desmond or no, Jack asked, uh, is he lying? You know, when they were off the, off the island and uh, uh, Ben, or excuse me, um, Dan's mom says, probably, you know, that's the kind of same sense that I got, you know, it's the same type of attitude was like, well, of course I didn't know, you know, like whatever, you know, but I don't know. I, I, I think at this point, Ben, in my, in my, in my, uh, expert lost, lost economics, um, you know, opinion, I think Ben knows about the, uh, the oceanic group, um, being in 1974 and 77. I guess I'll go along with that. I mean, I, I definitely don't put it beyond Ben to be a little sneaky and hide what he does or doesn't know. And what's awesome is I really don't know if he knows or not. Right. <laughs> I'm really glad I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I can definitely see um, the potential for Ben to not be surprised at all and know exactly what's happening and still has an agenda he's working. Mm-hmm. But but I also felt like he genuinely had or genuinely had no idea that they would be in the Dharma Initiative in the 70s. Could be, definitely could be. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just going off of my my own like theory. So yeah. probably my, my, if I would have had a theory the other way, I would have read the other, you know, read the other into yeah. it. So well, your lost, um, your lost sense, we'll call it, has been pretty awesome in the past. <laughs> so I'll I'll go along with it. <laughs> so they they tell him all about you know talking to Christian and that he told son. If she ever wanted to see her husband again, she had to wait there for John Locke, uh, which was kind of cool, I thought. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Ben says, well, you know, he's right outside. And um, it was just awesome that Christian Shepherd, or whatever he is, yeah. knew exactly what was going to happen. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think we can assume that Christian Shepherd exists outside of time at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's not he, limited to this physical time that they're in. I mean, he's obviously a uh, some kind of like spirit or yeah something. I he's not human, but you know, and I believe that he exists outside of time. So he probably, I think, he kind of knows past, future, and present at this point. Yeah, and what's so crazy to me is we've been puzzled and confused about Christian Shepherd since season one. Like literally, the first five episodes of this show. No, maybe even the first two episodes of this show. Yeah. And like, I really don't think we know any more about why he's there on that island walking around. No, no we Than don't. we did then. Nope. That's crazy. Yeah. Very. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome though that we have that. We still have that mystery. We're just waiting to uncover here. So Locke comes in and tells them the story of, you know, what happened with him, but says he doesn't know why he's alive, but he's sure there's a reason for it. And Locke says he has some ideas of how she can find Jen, but first, Ben has some things to accomplish with his judgment. And Ben goes into his secret office, slides open a hatch, revealing an ancient door that I think we saw once before, 
Um, I, I'm you, not. Oh, go ahead. We might have not. I mean, we might have seen the the door, but I was actually, I was actually surprised to see the door. So I I thought I just saw him like go down in his office, open something up, and then, then it, him coming back out of something, and, and then that's when the the smoke monster attacked Kimi and his group. Because it, it was oh, okay. kind of surprising for me to see the ancient door look like a temple door in his uh-huh. in his um, closet. So I oh, mean, okay, it, I think it, I thought there was a, an episode before where Saeed or I think it was Saeed went into that office like after everybody else had left, like the others had abandoned the camp. Maybe it was way back when. Julia yeah, I remember him going. In, I remember him going in there, tied together. But I didn't yeah. think he discovered the the wall maybe not okay maybe not i don't know but yeah he basically we we see this ancient tunnel door that yeah like you said is probably connected right up to the temple right and makes his way down to this tunnel where there's a like this puddle of standing water and uh, he pulls something up like a plug or something and the water drains out revealing a hole in the bottom and he says i'll be outside and now this was cool. This was so Indiana Jones. Yeah. And uh, it was like, I love that the the direction they're going with all of this ancient Egyptian-like stuff and this smoke monster that's really mysterious. And, it's you know, we see later where it's at. And, man, it's just something you never expected right. to be in this show. Yeah, it was interesting. It was like it, it, the, the way he had to, like, communicate with it you know, or get to the communication point with it was odd. It was like, he was like unclogging a toilet with his hand and it flushed, <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, yeah. what the heck is that about? You know? But it, yeah. it it is really, really cool to see that it is, it isn't just some kind of like, you know, robot, you know, it, it is, yeah. it seems like right. it's some kind of like ancient, ancient thing, you know, that that's been there right. for, you know, ever or something. I don't know, you know, right. but it is cool. And I remember, one of the big popular theories way back when the show we first saw the smoke monster was that it was a cloud of nanobots, like these little tiny, um, you know, I guess you'd call them like tiny machines that all work together and they were kind of working as a group. Uh huh. Um, but that is like so much less interesting. Oh than yeah. This, you know, this, this ancient, you know, thing yeah. that we don't understand whatsoever. Uh, and it doesn't seem like they do either. No. You know, they don't even have a name for it. Right. And, uh, but they know what it can do. Yeah, definitely. No, it's definitely interesting. That's for sure. But I almost thought it was like this water was like sealing the smoke monster inside. And he was uh, draining the water, which opened a hole to where the thing could get out of there. Yeah. But, or do you think that there just happened to be standing water there? Or do no, you think I mean, there was I, actually some I kind of thought that too. Like it, it was like somehow at, at least, um, sealing that that port or you know like it could maybe go out other ways but but ben had to like literally open up the line of communication before it to be you know woken up or whatever you know um Mm -hmm. i I mean but i'm not sure that i mean it it definitely maybe that's what it is i mean maybe it has to be i don't know one thing that's kind of crazy is that um yeah i don't know how i can make the, the make the connection here but anytime anything weird happens it was raining and mm-hmm. so it has something to do with water oh yeah cool you know and and this thing uh-huh. you know i mean it was kind of 
it might it might have something to do with that as well uh, because this thing must may, maybe has something to do with water and the way it moves right. or the way it exists um i don't know yeah like there would be some really practical reason why that water would have to be present exactly in order for the smoke monster to do its thing yeah yeah, like it's yeah, like somehow awesome. it feeds off of the water and the atmosphere of the air mm-hmm. to move or to be or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I definitely could go along with that. So, he, you know, he says I'll wait outside, which or I'll be outside, which is kind of weird. Like he was going to wait on the smoke monster to change, you know, finish showering yeah. and changing. And <laughs> exactly. And then he was going to have his meeting with it or something. Yeah, um, I thought it was kind of interesting this that he spoke to it like, that in plain language like you know yeah. not like oh great thing you know uh-huh. i will be waiteth in the yardeth <laughs> you know it's like hey, yeah. i'll be waiting outside just when you get a chance you know it's just right it was strange yeah it was really weird there was there's all kinds of weirdness going on there some of it i can just kind of sense and i can't even put it in the words right so ben gets back outside and Locke is gone uh, Son doesn't believe that Locke was dead, and Ben says, trust me, he was dead. <laughs> and he said he had no idea this would happen. He says he's seen the island heal the sick, but never before has it done something like this. Dead is dead. You don't get to come back from that, not even on this island. The fact that John Locke is walking around on this island scares the living hell out of him. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Well... Because obviously he told Locke that he expected this to happen. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think this may be more truth than the other. I think you think so. I think yeah. I think at this point, it, like later in the episode, we kind of see Ben just stumbling around. You know, like mm-hmm. not really knowing his place. But I think that him knowing that Locke is alive really, and we even talked about this whenever. Uh, whenever we seen Locke, how Locke was totally a different, like super Locke and, and, right. and how Ben, I, I seen that Ben was established under Locke, even before this episode, it was definitely Locke number one, Ben number two, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, right. and with that knowledge that he was dead and now is alive, um, I believe it does scare Ben to death. Cause I don't, th- I don't think he has any idea what's going on. Um, yeah. and he even makes a comment to that later. He's like, you know, now I, for real, I, I have no idea, you know, what's going to happen, you know? And, uh, yeah. yeah, which is, which is really cool. Um, the only other thing I had to say about the whole, um, comment that Bend has made, we have seen like someone be raised from the dead and, um, but yet we don't know if he's alive or not, but that's Christian. Um, right, and he, she says that there was some old guy here named Christian Shepherd. Did she say Shepherd or yeah? Maybe she might have. I'm not sure. Yeah, but anyway, he Ben or Ben looks at her strange at that point, as if he knows Christian or knows of Christian. Hmm, I didn't pick that up. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and if he didn't, he'd be like, hmm, I have no idea who that is, you know, or that's weird. I don't, I don't know by that name, but he he just act like he knew who he she was talking about. No, I totally didn't get that. No, that's weird. I mean, I lost my train of thought. I was thinking about, you, you made the comment about, you know, super lock and I, I'm just trying to make more sense out of the whole situation here. What's exciting to me is that if Ben really doesn't understand 
why exactly Locke was brought back to life, it's like, what in the heck, <laughs> you know, why in the world, what's going on with Locke? Yeah. And why has the island done this to him yep. and never before anyone else? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that, that would put Ben at a complete loss, you know, just. Yeah. I think, you know, at this point he believes that he is he is out and Locke is in. And I think that makes the meeting with the old smoke monster even more intimidating because he believes he's been replaced already. What's left for yeah. him to live, you know, to keep for that thing to keep him alive. Right, so it makes the whole judgment even more scary right. because he already has the sense that he's been replaced. Yep. So the judgment can't be good. And he's tried <laughs> to kill the replacement multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. He's, I mean, he's tried to over overthrow the will of the of the island. Yeah, exactly. So he tells Sun to go inside because what's about to come out of the jungle is something I can't control. Then Locke comes out. Locke says that it's it's not going to come to them. Then maybe they'll have to go to it. And Ben says he doesn't know where it is. And Locke says I do. And as they get closer to the temple. Ben realizes that he knows where they're going. And Ben says, uh, what what we've seen is the wall around the temple. It's mm-hmm. not the temple itself. And it's there to keep anyone from ever seeing it. So why does Locke know where the smoke monster is located? Yeah, that you know, he made a comment about when they were walking there. He's like, it's just, it's not that, because I something about him him sensing it or something like that it's not like he yeah, woke up right. one day so and I, just I, I knew. just know it yeah he just he just has a sense he just has feeling and it's like mm-hmm. like i said it's kind of super lock he's kind of like tapping into he, I, to me i believe lock is now like part island part human you know mm-hmm. he is still lock but I do believe that he is 100% island now too. You know, it's like, like he's like a, a blending of old Locke and then the island. Exactly. He's almost like a manifestation of the island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I see him taking on more characteristics of the uh, the island than mm-hmm. in, in future episodes um, with more understanding and more knowing. And I mean, who knows? Locke can end up being Jacob. Who knows? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. See here, I lost my place. Oh yeah, yeah. I like the idea of the temple walls that we've seen being just that. They're walls right. to hide the temple from the sight of all these other people who shouldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of cool. They're kind of making all this mystery about this temple. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so, really uh, cool. Oh no, it's really cool. I'm just kind of excited and almost nervous to see what it is because of mm-hmm. the letdown factor. Yeah. Yeah. So they get inside and Ben confesses that he wants to be judged for letting Alex die. Uh, He goes in on, you know, goes ahead on his own and the floor collapses, taking Ben to kind of a lower chamber in the temple or the area under the temple. I'm not sure if this is actually part of the temple or not. Um, But down there we see all sorts of ancient writings on the walls. Mm -hmm. And on one wall, there's a grate, kind of a grate of sorts with these holes in it. And the smoke monster begins coming out of the holes and kind of envelops Ben. Uh, he sees flash of, flashes of different events related to Alex. And eventually she appears after the smoke monster vanishes and tells him that she already knows that he's planning to kill Locke again. And if he does, she'll hunt him down and destroy him. 
She says he will listen to every word Locke says and follow his every order. He agrees and goes back to Locke and tells him, it let me live. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a crazy scene. First off, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. when you're down there and you you look at the 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 drawings on the wall, there's the one drawing mm-hmm. that had like almost like the wolf faced person right. with the smoke monster yeah. in its face. It put me back in mind uh, uh, of the drawing that Locke had drew of the smoke monster forever ago. You know, like oh like yeah, a kids right. drawing. You know, most of it. You know. Uh, um, but obviously this room is some place that this thing, I mean, it had it like shown that it was illustrated. This thing would kneel before they would kneel before this and the thing would come out and judge them or communicate mm-hmm. with them, you know, and then that's exactly what happens. But whenever, whenever, um, Alex shows up, it's, it, you really feel for Ben cause you see him just really break down and apologize. And yeah. then there's this like crazy, like evil, almost seeming Alex, you know? Uh-huh. But yeah. it yeah. scared I mean it scared the crap out of me in a way, but at the same time as it was like justified in a sense, you know, it's like how mm-hmm. Alex was. I mean, obviously Ben had been this piece of junk for so long, you know, but right. he was he was being judged for being the person he is, but it just left him this broken mess. You know, yeah. there was no reconciliation. He was stripped of everything. The only thing that he was allowed to do was live, which probably was a bigger punishment mm-hmm. than it was uh, a, a victory or a, a gift. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was great because we, we do really see, obviously Ben was truly sorry oh, yeah. for letting her die and choosing basically the Island over her and, or choosing his position on the Island over her. Right. And, uh, and it was cool to see that. I mean, it's like you really get the sense that after this, all that's left of Ben is, you know, the good part. Yep. And that he's not, you know, the evil conniving Ben as much as he was before. Yeah, I definitely see, I definitely see a change in him. So, uh, back on the beach, one of the crash survivors runs up to Lapidus and tells him that Elena and some of the others found guns and they're saying that they're in charge now. Frank goes to see what's up and they're still working on this huge crate And she asks him what lies in the shadow of the statue. She tells one of her people to get everyone else and tell them it's time. He's coming with us. So what's going on? Um, I, I I don't, only I could think (laughs) of is that they came up, they, when I was watching this, that they came up with some kind of like code that if you were part of this group here on this, you know, that is their way of testing you, you know, like, like mm-hmm. if you weren't there in that meeting, you're on the outside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah kind of like, what does one snowman say to the other snowman? Yeah. Ex- <laughs> from way back in season two. Exactly. You know, and right. exactly what it seemed like to me. And, and like mm-hmm. they were, they were kind of like, you had kind of alluded to it earlier, kind of like Ana Lucia's group, very fearful, you know, kind of mm-hmm. taking things in their own hands uh, and right. saying, okay, well, we're going to protect ourselves, especially after old boy just got shot in the chest, you know? Right. Now, but you don't see any more mystery in it than that. I mean, to me, the fact that they even know about this statue in the first place is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's totally true. Um, I, I mean, the only thing I could... I don't know. It definitely it makes you think that they have some type of, like, understanding of the island or at least some kind of information on the island. 
Uh, maybe they read right. something in the notes of Ben's room or, yeah. or I don't know, right. but definitely, yeah, something deeper there for sure. Right. Well, anything else before we get into some of our feedback here? Uh, no, that's it for me in this episode. Okay. Well, Sergeant Drino writes, I think the big debate everyone had after this one was whether or not Ben Linus knew uh, what would happen with Locke when he brought him back to the island. He tells Locke one thing and then tells Son another. Which do you think is the truth? And we already kind of discussed right. that. Um, we're both kind of leaning towards what he told Son is the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, definitely. So uh, Brandon and Bama writes, this was a very good episode. It's been a little overrated by the fans, in my opinion, but still very good. Here are some of my thoughts. One, I think Elena is working for Ben and doesn't know it yet. I think when Elena told Saeed, why would I work for someone like that? The line was there to throw us off. If not Ben, then certainly Widmore. Yeah. In that case, I think a war or the war is starting. He says, two, I think Locke will take Sun to the temple where she'll begin her journey to find Jin. What will happen there? No idea. Right. Thoughts on either one of those? Well, the the Elena um, comment, actually we talked about this back in that um, episode where she beats up Saeed. Uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. is that I believe that, whether she knew it or not, she definitely was working for Ben. Um, I don't think right. it had anything to do with her taking him to Guam. It was to get him on that plane. And maybe maybe she actually has all understanding that she's working for for someone um and 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 maybe it's still still to be found out on this island that uh, mm-hmm. she's there for a purpose you know right right and what about the idea of Locke taking son to the temple where she can begin her journey to find Jin? Yeah, that could be that could be interesting because he did say he had some ideas of how to get them back together. Um, right. Um, I'm. I don't have any early theories there. Only thing I can say is I'm excited to see some of his ideas. Yeah, I can I I almost forgot that like we were waiting on Sun and Jen to be brought back together. Oh, really? yeah. There's a lot <laughs> it's, going yeah, on. It's like it's in the back of my mind, but I I just hadn't thought about it because we've had so much other stuff right. going on. Yeah. All this time. And uh, BCK Lockhart writes, definitely one very powerful episode. Widmore seemed very evil in this episode. He didn't want Richard to save Ben. He ordered Ben to kill the French woman and then Alex. He said it was what the island wanted, but I don't believe him. I think this is something that he, Ben, and now Locke are saying to get people to do things or accept what they want to be done as fact. I don't think it's the island, but I do think it's part of winning the game, whatever that may be. He says, he quotes a couple of lines here. Charles says, Jacob wanted it done. Um, The island chooses who the island chooses. And Ben tells John, you should be dead. The island saved you. And Ben tells John that he killed him in the best interest of the island. Mm -hmm. And these are just three instances in this episode. We've heard similar comments continuously throughout the entire series. Is this really the island? I'm not convinced. When Ben says that he is going to be judged by the monster, he says they don't even have a word for it. Why wouldn't they have a word for this thing that has been on the island? Or let's see, what do they say when they see it? Do they just call it it? Maybe they do. They don't have a name for the island either. They just call it the island. 
I'm curious if the name of the island may be significant. Ben tells Danielle that when she hears whispers that she should run away. To me, this confirms that the others are the source of the whispers. When they are at the barracks again, we see the processing center sign dangling, which still confuses me. Why would these signs be there if the others were living there after the Dharma Initiative? Loved this episode. It was full of amazing quotes, such as this one from Ben. Friends can be significantly more dangerous than enemies. John. Great comments, mm-hmm. BCK. There's actually, there's so much stuff there to talk about. I mean, I really like the idea of, um, you know, the others and Ben not having a word for either the monster or the island. Right. They just call it the island and they don't seem to call the smoke monster or anything. Yeah. And now why would they, why would that be the case if they've lived with it? If it's been such, you know, it seems like a somewhat common part of their lives for all this time. Um, I mean, I don't, yeah, it does make, I don't know, it makes sense that, I guess, in one sense that they w- they wouldn't name it, but in another sense, it's like, um, these people don't have, to me, they don't, there's not much of a normalcy about them, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. to me, it's like, it makes perfect sense to me that they wouldn't name it because to them a name means absolutely nothing. It's more on what okay. it is or does, you know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's like we put names on things like, um, but yet the name carries really no significance. I mean, if they call it a monster, then it's not really a monster. If they call it the judge, it's probably not really a judge. So how do you name something that's, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like calling God, God, but yet right. that really yeah. doesn't really do anything. You know, it's, right? There's two, yeah, there's, it's not like it tells you anything about it's what not, it is. Yeah, it's not descriptive. What its character is, it's just, it's just a name. Yeah, how do you name yeah. the island? You know, I mean, like, right. it's easy to name Hawaii because it means yeah. it's just okay. It's it's a great place, but it doesn't. You know, we can put we can call it like, you know, Hooky, and it's fine. Yeah. Hooky Hooky <laughs> Island, yeah. it's fine, but because it really has. But this thing has like it's a bean almost. It's a it's a. Yeah. It's hard to name something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally get that. And um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, about the others being a, the source of the whispers. Yeah, I get... See, I, that's what I was talking about with the whole um, uh, Danielle thing. It's it's like, it seems mm-hmm. like whenever they, he said, you know, if you want this baby to live... Or you want the you know whatever when you hear these whispers you run. I just assume that he meant that that meant that the others were close or at least something that the others had to de- to deal with or was a part of was close. And she needed to get out of dodge, you know. So I assumed right. that, that that meant that as well. But okay, all right. Well, we've got a voicemail here for Mama Pax. Let's listen to that. Okay. Hi, it's Ron and Evan. Um, this is Mama Pax. I'm from Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. And I'm calling because I just finished listening to you guys talk about whatever happens, happens. And um, I get really frustrated when people say people did things to create the bend that they created, that other people influenced people's lives. You, you had this almost same discussion. I think it was in The Whole Truth with Son and Jen and how you said, well, Son actually did everything to create Jen's life. And the thing that frustrates me about this is that we all have a choice. Jin had a choice to do what son's father wanted him to do, or he had a choice not to. 
He chose to. wasn't forced into it. He chose to. Just as Ben, I don't care what circumstances surrounded his life, he still had a choice to become the person that he he became. Nobody forced Ben to become a manipulator. Nobody forced him to lie. He chose to become that way. And I think sometimes when we get into this whole time travel fate thing, we forget that we still have a choice. And um, although it may seem we have no choice, you know, somebody puts a gun to your head, you still have a choice. I mean, you can let them shoot you or not. I know it's kind of crazy, but it just really frustrated me when you talked about it with son. And I wish I'd said something about it then. But when we talk about Start there, excuse me. When we start talking about this whole Ben thing, and we make, people made Ben who he was, and uh, well, you know, you'll probably even talk about, you know, it just it just frustrates frustrates me. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry to be rambling on like this, but we cannot forget that people became who they became because they chose to become who they were. Okay. Thanks, guys. I love your podcast. My most favorite. I can hardly wait to hear what you guys are going to do over the summer. Um, and, of course, you can use this because I just ramble on all the time. Thanks enough a lot. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, Mama Pax, for your uh, voicemail. I actually agree 100%. And I think um, when we had that conversation, I wasn't necessarily saying that um, the characters were a direct result of the influence of those people, but more that um, – I guess I'll just say that I wasn't really saying that they – didn't take any responsibility themselves, right? Is that what you think too? Yeah, it, it was more like I guess in my in my in, in what I understood she was saying is kind of what we were talking about was like they they played a direct role in uh-huh. certain things that could and ultimately did shape his life in certain it put events in his life that caused him to make decisions like she said everybody has a right. choice but those choices right. were kind of influenced or at least possible uh because of these these uh you know the oceanic group uh so yes i i mean obviously everybody i mean it, it, it everybody does have a choice in every certain situation right but the only mm-hmm. reason the only thing that i could possibly uh, uh disagree with is that it seems like whenever ben was given over to the others there was not a choice in Ben. He didn't right. get to make that choice. That choice was made for mm-hmm. him, and his innocence being taken from him is a choice that was that was it wasn't a choice. It was a, it was something that was that was taken. You know, it's right. like you know. So he didn't have that ability to say, "Well, I don't want my innocence taken." You know, it was just yeah. it was just mm-hmm. it was taken. You know, regardless. So so I guess right. in, in that sense, I disagree just a small amount because I think if had. Had that not have happened, there would have been different choices that Ben would have had to make had he lived. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so this this particular thing that happened to him, I believe, is against uh, right. uh, against that rule. Yeah, and I think it was a, it was such a huge defining moment too, because this is when Ben truly became another. Sure, you know, he would. I mean, he could have became another a different way later on. That's that's fine, but in this case him becoming another was solely because of Kate and Sawyer's decision. Right. You know, right. to take him there, to give them him over to them so he could be saved. Yeah, they and, so, chose yeah. they chose for his innocence to be taken. Right. Not yeah. Ben. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but I totally agree on the son and Jen issue. Yeah. I mean I yeah. Do. Son made you know made the circumstances uh 
difficult because he wanted to keep her happy. He wanted to do mm-hmm. what, you know, would, would be best for them. And that included working for her father. And so, yeah, it inadvertently turned him into the man he became, but yeah, he totally could have decided sure. not to do it that way and to stand up and, uh, but yeah, point taken. I agree a hundred percent. Definitely. And thank you so much for your voicemail. Well, anything else before we close this out? Nope. I'm excited for the rest of the season because it's, it seems like it's a, it's a sprint from here to yeah, the no end. Doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. There's no secret. We are um, actually planning to finish the season this week um, through a little bit of confusion. You actually ended up watching um, the variable, which is two episodes ahead accidentally yeah. before watching some like at Hoth, which is our next episode. Uh, because we're doing this all through iTunes downloads and just had a little bit of confusion there. But I think luckily those two episodes, they don't really rely on each other too much. No. Um, but all of that to say that you're basically closer to the end of the season than, than expected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. But uh, having watched the next two episodes, I'm excited to talk about them because um, uh-huh. there's some great information in there. Yeah, so we're going to plan on doing kind of a marathon this week and actually trying to fig or finish out the whole season this week and we'll be ready to move into our hiatus shows. And I'm actually crazy excited about what we're going to do over the hiatus. Definitely, um, definitely. I think we're going to have a really great chance to have some good discussions, kind of recapping everything we've learned and try to have, you know, get our minds around exactly what's happening on this yeah. show and as best we can, maybe try to figure out what we think is going to be coming next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited well, about that because we'll both be at the same point. We can just kind of yep. rip into this thing. Yeah, no doubt. So everyone, thanks so much for listening. On Friday, we'll be discussing Some Like It Hoth. And uh, until then, we hope you all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, And also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.